success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have an invincible guest for you today. We have Andrea Freeman. She started her first business when she was 12 years old. She's three businesses later and a lot of learning. She was hosting red carpet celebrities in her event planning business, but she felt unfulfilled. She said to herself, there has to be a better way. That pivotal moment prompted a soulful search. Today, Andrea uses her groundbreaking host method and successful track record as a business owner to coach creative entrepreneurs. Her mission is to help business owners align with their purpose, create results with greater ease, and make a lasting impact in the world. Welcome, Andrea. It's so great to have you here today on the She's Invincible podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. And I love what you say here in your bio is your mission. Oh my gosh. To help business owners align with their purpose. That is so huge, especially now and create results with, my gosh, with greater ease. I think like everybody's looking for that secret and make a lasting impact in the world. And that is so near and dear to my heart. So I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. (laughs) I know. I mean, do we have time for all this? Absolutely. (laughs) We'll make time. This will go as long as it needs to until we can deliver this message. So tell our listeners, how did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Mm, Great question. Definitely a windy path. Um, So first business at 12 years old, I feel like we could just jump off from what you initially said there. That was awesome. Andrea's babysitting. So I was bitten by that entrepreneurial bug very, very early in life. Um, That was a training that my Girl Scout troop had done where we all got certified to become babysitters by like the Red Cross or something. And for whatever reason, the light bulb went off. Like I was like, let's market and monetize this. And uh, went door to door and, you know, did all of that, but was very much a kid, right? You know, was just a kid going through life, going through um, high school, college, all of that. Um, When I was 16, I had an incredible kind of life-changing experience where I was given the chance to actually, I grew up in upstate New York. I was given the chance to go out to Kansas City for a summer and work at a summer camp out there for kids with disabilities and something really near and dear to my heart because I have a sister with special needs. Um, So I wanted to do something that I love summer camp. I wanted to do something that would be fun that I would like learn a new skill. And when I came home, I just was like, oh my gosh, my 
hometown doesn't have anything like this. We totally need this. So the next summer, instead of going away, I actually started one in my hometown. And I joke that that's like the first event that I ever planned. Um, but I still at that time had no awareness of event planning or that that was a thing you could do. Um, but did learn so many entrepreneurial skills in doing this project. I had to ask people for donations, donations of time, of money, of the facility. I mean, I just had to have so many conversations and, uh, you know, in the face of no, keep going and t- fulfill a project that I didn't know how I was. I mean, I'd never done anything like this at 16 or 17 years old. So that was a really formative project. And from that experience, I decided, you know, when I was thinking about going away to college and what I should do for the rest of my rest of my life, quote unquote, um, I thought, well, I can't do summer camp year round, but teaching's probably pretty similar. So let me go be a teacher. That was all the wisdom that went into that decision-making process. Um, And I became a public school teacher. And I did that for exactly one year and felt deeply out of alignment in, in that position, in that role, and promptly left to go to culinary school. And while I was finishing my teaching year, I started catering parties. That's what kind of led me to think I needed some more culinary training started that, you know, had that going. And then that led into my doing events for other people. I kind of pulled myself out of the kitchen, wanted to have more of the overview of the project and uh, design. I love designing. Uh, So I did that for 10 years, elevated that to, you know, celebrity level events and big corporate clients and, and all of that, which was super fun, super rewarding. And all along that journey of that business, uh, I was doing a lot of introspective work, a lot of leadership development and cultivating who I am in my business as a way to propel my business forward, like really linking the two things. And that sort of started to just lead to my business to business conversations, ending with people saying, can you be my coach? Can you tell me about this? Where do I get that mantra or where do I get that meditation? Or, and so I just started saying yes to people. And so it was very natural kind of organic transition into the mindful business coach that I currently am today. So, that's yeah, that's the long story. story. <laughs> yeah, I love that story. And, you know, I just, it's so cool because you did so many different things that, uh, and yet they were somewhat related, right? All to like entrepreneurship and, and business and such, but it's, there's no recipe here, right? Like everyone's journey is different. And so you can't follow the journey, but you can model it, right? And find what works for you or what, what feels right. And I love that because that's a, prime example and starting at 12 is crazy but but it, what's even crazier is starting a summer ca- or a, you know this camp for kids at 17 right so that is amazing uh and really this is such a coolest thing i'd love at some point to talk more about that because i see like now that we're in 2020 there're going to be many more teenage entrepreneurs coming forward right because what else did they do all year? They weren't really able to be with their friends. A lot of them didn't go to school. So I think that's also a great topic. So tell me what makes you invincible? 
So I think that it's, it's something in that journey that makes me invincible. I think it's my um, just intrinsic curiosity, my desire to explore the world and who I am and like a resilience. I feel like um, there are so many people who get knocked down by, you know, not getting it right the first time or, you know, not figuring out what their passion is or, or not being able to align all of their different passions because they have more than one. And how could they possibly just choose one? And I think that that really my strength was in being able to explore all of those things and figure out, arrive in a place where I could integrate it all. And then I think a just a deep core value, something that was modeled to me by my mother, by the Girl Scouts, was to be of service. So figure out what those unique gifts are and then to share them with the world in a way that really makes a difference, like in your own fulfillment and for the lives of others. I love that. And I love resilience, right? Because it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, you got to give back up, right? And that's that's how you get there. That's the sure way to get there. So I know um, you're all about energetic marketing, right? So that is a buzzword for me. Anything that includes the word energy or energetic is my my thing. So and also you're, you know, you talk a lot about alignment and this is so important. You know, you can do everything right, but if it's not the right, if you're not aligned with your soul's purpose, right, then out the door and same thing with your marketing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I love it. I think like marketing is the thing that probably has me most fascinated with business, right? That's what I was saying. I did when I was 12 years old, I was like, how do I get the word out? I love to tell people about things. I love to um, start conversations and let people know what's available that they maybe didn't know was available. And so I feel like in order to do that, like there's no market in really in any industry that isn't saturated, right? Like if people are doing it, it's, it's pretty good sign that people want it. And there are like, what, like 7 bajillion people on the planet, right? So, so to get stopped by, um, you know, like my market so saturated would be a complete waste of our talents, right? But when we shift the focus to look at what do I bring to the table that's unique, that is, you know, a complete expression of myself that allows me to harness all my gifts and share them with the world and then communicate it in a way that is consistent. I actually like often use the metaphor of being like a lighthouse when it comes to your marketing message. Like your job is just to stand firm in the harbor and shine your light and let everyone know this is what I do. Oh, on repeat, it can sometimes feel redundant. Of course, you have to try to jazz it up and make it sound, you know, new to your consistent audience. But when you are continually and consistent shining that light, that's what allows your dream client, your soulmate client, your energetically aligned client who is literally searching for you to see you. And it allows them to see you in a way that has you show up as an expert. Wow. This is all she talks about. This must be really important to her. She is so my person. I have to talk to her. So that's what energetic marketing is for me. I love that. And I love what you said, be a lighthouse. And that is just 
amazing. Just stand in the harbor and let people see you. Oh, there's no easier way to say that. That is so powerful. So let's talk a little bit. I know you have uh, the host method, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. So can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so this is really something that I put together when I was when I arrived in that place in my business as an event planner where I was feeling out of alignment. Like I was working really hard. I was burning the midnight oil. I was commuting a lot. I was really just kind of on that hamster wheel of solopreneurship and I had to do a deep pause. Like this cannot be as good as it gets, right? Like I was just like, this is not the, this is not the end of the journey for sure. And feeling like it could be the end of the journey because I was getting so wiped out, right? So what I decided to do was when you're an event planner, especially at the level that I was working, it's an incredible privilege that you get to see behind the curtains of some really high performers, right? High net worth individuals, celebrities, like, I mean, big corporations that really have a well-oiled machine, right? So you're seeing incredible ways of being in the world. And that's what I started to really tune into. Some of what they were doing for sure, but definitely looking at who they were being, like how they spend their free time, who they invite to their parties and celebrations, how they make meaningful connections in the work that they do. And along with the work, the internal work that I was doing, because I was definitely clearing out some clutter, um, I started to piece together this system that where I basically say, like, you can be a guest in your life, or you can be a host in your life. And when you are a guest, like you take what's offered, you don't get to have a say in the music or the food or who's invited to the party. But when you're a host, you have the say in everything. You can create something that's uniquely yours and a full expression of yourself. And the way that we do that is by going through this process of honoring our why, owning our gifts and who we truly are in the world, shifting our perspective for anything that's out of alignment or anywhere where we're not really fully allowing ourselves to tap into how infinitely powerful we are. And then from that place of fullness, taking inspired action. And to do this is like a cyclical model to do this on repeat when we get new ideas, when we are feeling like, should I do this in my business? Should I do this in my life? To keep checking in with this process and kind of use it to be our internal, our compass to allow us to move forward and and make decisions and take actions. That is fantastic. So you get to either be the guest or you get to be the host. I love that. Oh my gosh. So do you teach this in your uh, coaching programs? I do. It's a big part. It's really one of the foundational elements of my coaching. And it's like, it's the first part of what we work on together to get really grounded in it. And then from there, tackling what it is that each individual person is dealing with in their business or in their life. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So the best place to find me is actually probably in my Facebook group. I have a free Facebook group for creative entrepreneurs who want to up-level their business, their success by harnessing the power of their mindset. And I do a lot of live trainings. It's a really interactive, supportive group. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun in there. And so 
that's called the Uplevel Collective. And if you know anything about Facebook groups, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Uplevel Collective. That's the best fabulous. Place. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And that's a free group. So anyone listening can jump right on and do that. Awesome. So we'll also have that in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, just hit the show note button and you can click right into that group. Awesome. Well, this has been so fun and I appreciate you so much for coming here today with us and for being invincible and sharing these amazing tips with our listeners that they can put into practice right now. And just such wisdom. I love, love how simple simple and just powerful it all is um what you're doing and and your presentation of it and now a word from our sponsor christine trumbull founder of coaching the climb understands the challenges of building a successful business she's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. So now we're going to go, as you say, behind the curtain, we are going behind the scenes, you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we find that women are constantly comparing themselves to other women and they're always coming up short, right? Because we're comparing our weaknesses to those successful women's strengths. And so we, we sometimes get caught up in that and we give up on our dreams, right? Because we're like, I can't be like her. I wasn't, I didn't have a business when I was 12. I got a late start or, you know, whatever. And so, um, we love to just let them in behind the scenes because we know that the Andrea that sits here with me today is not the Andrea that journeyed to this place, right? It's a whole different person, a different story, different lessons and experiences. So we want to share some of that with our listeners right now. So we're going to start with the good. I'm always the one when someone says, do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm like, give me the good news. So let's start with the good. Um, Could you share a story with us of the good of your journey to the success? Yeah. So I think really that aha moment that happened for me in, uh, you know, five years into running my event planning business is probably the good, you know, at, at first it didn't feel like the good news, right? Like I was definitely like, oh my gosh, like, how did I get here? I created this business so that I could have more freedom and, you know, abundance in my life. And I'm running myself ragged. Like, this is crazy. But in seeing that I was out of alignment, it really gave me the chance to stop trying to live life so much on the surface. Because what I really discovered is that I was trying to, in that business, be everything to everybody. And I was looking around, uh, you know, the market, what are people offering? What's everybody else doing? And instead of checking in with myself and looking at like what really mattered to me, like, maybe I should only be offering one of these services and be an expert in that and cut out the things that I don't love and that aren't lighting me up. And so that work, and it it took some work to be able to figure out like, 
how to market effectively to that, that client who was going to actually truly be energetically aligned for me. But, uh, you know, I, I stopped planning perfect parties. I stopped promising perfect parties. And I started talking to people about my experience and the fact that I know what to do if something goes wrong and something always goes wrong at a huge event, like always, like we are out in the middle of the woods and we're building an event site for two weeks. And uh, inevitably somebody, you know, pulls a cord and hooks up something else. And all of a sudden all the power goes out and like that happens, right? Like, you know, so we have to be able to be nimble. I realized that that was one of my strengths and I had to not be glossing over the fact that things are going to happen. Right. And that felt much more in alignment with me than trying to pretend it was all just going to be perfect. Right. And that life is just roses all the time. So that was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. Um, one of, one of the good moments in, in business, even though it was difficult to reassess, to rebrand, to, you know, really remarket myself, you know, that far into business, it gave me the opportunity to be able to have the experience of realigning with my business and the power of that, because the success that followed that kind of authenticity was really, really remarkable. And the ease with which the right clients started showing up was incredible. So yeah, that's probably the good one. That's a great story. And, you know, I've heard that from different event planners is like how things go wrong. And it's it's such a nightmare. What kind of stress you all have to carry, uh, you know, dealing with that and being responsible to make it perfect. I can't even imagine. So that but that is a great story, because I think especially now where we are in, uh, in business right now in the world, uh, we do need to like really assess where we are, what we're doing. Are, are we bringing, is it bringing us joy? Right. And if not, then maybe niche down to that one thing that totally just fires you up and brings you the most joy. And I love that. It's great advice. Yeah. And the, um, the most incredible thing is that now as a coach, I, I see that it didn't just work for me and it isn't something that I just observed for these other people that I was watching. It's actually really working for my clients. I mean, I had a client who came to me, she had worked in finance for years. And she, when she showed up at my doorstep, she was like, I went to a great school. I make great money, but this is just not working. Like I'm spinning my wheels and trying to make an impact in the world, but it's not bringing me joy. It's not bringing me fulfillment. And so we went through that host method. We've really dove in to create her bold life purpose to really align her work with something that brings her joy and gives her meaning in the world. And, you know, she took an illogical next step and created like a yoga and lifestyle business, like leaving finance and going into yoga, like most people like wouldn't do that. That seems like too big of a leap, too big of a jump and a total disconnect. But for her, it completely worked because she did that inner work to really figure out what her natural gifts are, what brings her joy, what people thank her for. And then like asked herself the hard questions about if she was willing to bring all of herself to this, could she see like really throwing herself into this passionately? And was there anything she had to move out of the way to, to get there, right? Like that 
internal dialogue of why it's not a good idea. And I'm going to leave the safety of this corporate job and, and all of that. And she was able to work through all of that stuff, which a lot of it was kind of ego driven and identity driven and create something that would give her joy every day. And that was worth like doing the work for. And so then ultimately she took that inspired action. That's amazing. That is yeah. such a great story. Oh my gosh. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, I know it's like all fun and roses, but we got to talk about the bad stuff. So give us a story that's bad. Like, you know, we, many successful entrepreneurs have many bad stories. So we're going to say, just pick one. Yeah. I mean, I've tried so many things, right? So pick one. Um, so when I started my event planning business, I was actually based in Los Angeles. My husband's a television producer and we were living out there and um, we had moved out there, not married. We had moved out there, chased a guy across the country. Um, no, I didn't chase him. I moved out there with him. But um, anyway, moved out there for love and found myself, this is 2010, living in a state that had like 14% unemployment and there was just like no jobs to be had. And I planned our wedding in a couple of months while he was actually across the country taking care of his mother who was dying of cancer and um, was able to do it really quickly in a way that didn't stress either one of us out. It wasn't the thing that we were always thinking about. We were definitely tending to his mother and making sure that he was okay. And, um, you know, in that, in that time, I really had a chance to figure out that, oh, I can do this pretty easily. And, you know, Everybody else seems to get so stressed out. So I decided to start my business, right? And we're chugging along. We're out there for a few years. And at a certain point, we start talking about having a family. And we realize like we're 3,000 miles away from everybody. This isn't how we want to do it. So I move the business from LA to New York. But I don't just move it like I, I'm going to move and move my business with me. I close my LA business down. And when we get back to New York, I'm like, I don't want to start a business again. That was a lot of work. So me and my husband for like a nanosecond, I mean, literally, I think it was six months, decide to do real estate together. Oh my goodness. We could not have made a worse choice for our <laughs> relationship. We are totally not the couple that's meant to work together. And it was, it was weird that we even considered it, but I don't know, we had to do it. And, uh, you know, and then I relaunched my event planning business in New York. And so it was like, I started the same business twice. So that was, that was tough. That was really, really tough, uh, you know? Um, and I think that, uh, but it gave me a chance to, to see like, that it doesn't matter if I make a mistake. It doesn't matter if I falter because at the time it was like, why am I doing, you know, like, why am I doing this again? I already tried this, you know, and I had a lot of internal conversation and uh, self-judgment about the, the big mistakes that I was making, right? Like, am I going to get it right? Was always kind of the question that was like never being answered in, in my mind. And it took a while to arrive in a place where I was like, oh, there's no such thing as getting it wrong, 
right? It can be messy. It, it will probably be messy if you're pursuing something that matters, but, um, but it's all going to serve you if you're looking for like, what's the lesson here. Um, and ultimately that, I think that's what I took from a kind of bad situation because moving a business is not, it's not recommended <laughs> for, for, you know, consistency. Um, so yeah, I'd say that that was kind of like not the greatest, but it worked out. <laughs> well, I love what you said because, you know, one is that, you know, there isn't any really wrong, right? It can't be wrong. There's no way it's only wrong in your own mind. Um, but also that had to be so crazy and scary considering your clientele was like upscale Hollywood, LA, uh, and then you moved to New York and there's not a lot of that going on in upstate New York. So that in itself is like, wow, that, you know, talk about burning bridges and then starting back up. But the best part, I think, of this story is the nanosecond of the TV producer and the event planner selling real estate. <laughs> that I think you win the award for for this year. <laughs> oh my the, gosh. For the greatest story ever. Because it's, I I can't even imagine what that looked like. We had the cheesy like team photo and you know, like me behind him <laughs> leaning over his shoulder. And like, I mean, it was it's exactly what you would think it would look like that picture. Um, and I think we have a sign somewhere that we saved because it's just too funny to, to not, <laughs> we can't erase it. It happened. So I think even maybe on the internet somewhere, there's some picture of us out there, but you know, I love it. I love it. What do they say? <laughs> right. Forget the experience and remember the lesson. And so it looks like you've done that and you've taken that with you, right? Because you carried that on with you to the next great place that you landed. So Okay. Are you ready? We're going, we're about to go ugly. So it's mm. fun to laugh, but isn't it fun that, you know, the bad story and, it, and I'm sure it felt really bad in, as you were going through it, but today we laugh about it, right? Because the lessons that we took with us and we're just like, oh boy. So hopefully, you know, everyone is looking at the, you know, the trials in their life and the obstacles in their journey as something that one day, you know, they are going to look back and laugh at and joke with their friends. So Let's talk about ugly. I haven't met an entrepreneur yet who hasn't had ugly. Mm, yeah. Share with us an ugly story. Yeah. So for me, one of the kind of darkest times as a business owner was actually when I was starting my event planning company. And so I had been inspired to start it. Like I said, because I planned my own wedding pretty effortlessly. I had a, a lot of event planning experience without even recognizing it. You know, I had worked for a leadership development company and planned their, um, their courses all over the world. I was doing 40 courses a year producing those events and, you know, teams all over the world. So I had a lot of production experience that I think did make that pretty easy. And that time, like I said, my husband was taking care of his mom. It, it was pretty seamless. The bringing together of the wedding was pretty easy. What I wasn't prepared for was what happened after. And so, you know, he's done taking care of his mom. We sell the house. We move all the stuff. I mean, like that whole ordeal that it is, especially he's an only child to have to have that all on his shoulders. And so I'm, you know, helping as much as I can. Um, I wasn't prepared for how emotionally messy that time was going to be. And I, 
you know, some people did say some very loving family members did say like, maybe don't get married so quick. Like, wait, because who knows, this is probably going to be a rocky time. Something in me knew like we needed to just be married that because it got so messy. He was so emotional. He was so grief stricken. And I had never supported someone through anything like that. Um, while also having the pressure of starting a business. Right. And so I have this kind of polar opposite experience happening in my life at that time where I am out there marketing and selling like the possibility of marriage and like that making that love story alive in event form and sharing that with your community and and all of that which was incredible to talk to people about and in the back of my mind very much feeling like I'm being phony about how great it is because my very young tender marriage is seeming incredibly fragile. Um, You know, my partner doesn't really have a lot of space for me right now. I am feeling very alone in starting this business and not supported because I'm 3,000 miles away from all of my family. And so I had to do a lot of work to be able to keep going out and talking to people about what's possible, right? Like why have a wedding? Um, because it was, it was getting really, really messy at home and not in a dangerous way. I don't want to scare anybody. Like, you know, it was just really grief stricken, emotional time where, you know, I feel like people expect to arrive in marriage where it's all eyes on the future. Right. And he was very much stuck in the past and just dwelling in like a huge void. Now this was his second parent actually who had died. So he's an only child alone in the world. And I'm just trying to grapple with how do I be here for him, not be in the way, but also kind of be in the way because this needs to be disrupted. He needs support. Um, So that was probably the messiest time as a business owner, just figuring out how to be able to show up for my business in my strength, in my power, in my newest business, right? Like um, when everything's not perfect at home, when everything is feeling, you know, like it's coming undone at the seams. Um, so yeah, that, that was, I mean, a lot of life lessons, I, obviously from, from that time, but that was the messiest time probably ever as a business owner. Oh, and you know, if the first year of marriage isn't difficult enough, right. With the whole, like figuring things out, even if you live together, you, when you get married, it really does change things. And, uh, and so that first year can be very difficult as you navigate through it, but the, to be dealing with that emotional part and, you know, all of that, the grief and all of that, it's just, I don't know how you ever prepare. So let's do this. Let's share with our listeners, some of the things that some tips that you might have around that, like thinking mm. back to how did I do that? Right. Cause you probably think, oh, I don't even know. I couldn't do it again today. Right. But uh, there is a lot of that going on with the pandemic with, you know, people are losing family members. There's a lot of grief going on. They're losing jobs. There's just a lot of that. Do you have some tips that you could share simple things yeah. uh, that, Yeah, that might carry them through or even just in their mind, like be able to take another step, get through another day. 
Yeah. So for me, it was definitely great that we were in a marriage. I don't know if our relationship would have survived this if we had just been dating. I probably would have left, right? So it was something about the power of having, I think, just made that commitment that I was not letting go and I was not letting go easily. Uh, but there were moments where it got bad. And I was like, should I stay or should I go or what? You know, and, and that's when I realized I really needed support and he really needed support. And so at one point in time, it was like, you know, like we'd had a messy argument the night before. And the next morning I was like, this keeps happening. This is a repeating pattern. And, you know, you're like, it's not feeling like, like, I'm, I'm in danger in any way, but it is feeling like this weird cycle that almost resembles abuse. And, and he heard me, I don't know what made him hear me, but he was going to a therapist to process his grief and his, um, anger about losing his parents. And so he said something to that therapist and that therapist gave him this incredible support group, this men's group to deal with feelings. And it was called the abuse prevention program. Now, usually people, yeah, it was incredible. It's like one of the only programs in the country that exists. So if you live in Los Angeles and you're listening to this, you have an amazing resource in your area. Um, there's an, also an incredible um, program in Duluth, Minnesota, that is deals with a lot of the same things. And then another one in um, Massachusetts. Those are really the only few that I know of in, in the country. Um, but so he pointed him in the direction of this group and he got to process like things that basically men in our culture are kind of told to suppress and not express their feelings and not really allow this stuff to, to bubble up to the surface. And he got to develop coping mechanisms and skills and, you know, develop strategies for being able to harness this immense energetic feeling that he was having, right? Like all of these feelings. And simultaneously, I was doing my own work. And I had picked up um, a book. It was actually called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Um, and it was by Lundy Bancroft. And it was to answer the question that the title asks and to help me do my own work, to be able to arrive in a place of more clarity for myself, whether this relationship ended up in a successful place or whether it was better for us to part ways, to be ready to do that in a confident place, whichever way it turned out. Now, we came out of the other side together and I'm so, so grateful for that because we went through one of the toughest times probably that we'll ever have in our life. Like, immediately after getting married. Um, and I feel like if we can survive that, we really can truly survive anything together. Um, and I know that like, you can't always find those answers for yourself. It is helpful to have somebody who's experienced in dealing with this particular issue to, to work through it because not every therapist is actually qualified to do this kind of work. Right. So it helps you be able to figure out on your side, what the work is to do and to give him the, the things that he needs to go and do and to be able to come together and have 
conversations that really make a difference in your relationship that allow you to really see each other that stop the chaos and the noise and allow for real true communication, listening very, very deeply to each other. Um, and I don't think we could have gotten through it if we didn't each have our own resources, our own person in our own corner that we were turning to for some sort um, you know, support and advice and then coming together to have very constructive conversations. Wow. That is so powerful. And I know that that is going to be a huge impactor in the listeners for us today, because there's so much going on out there and with relationships and the stress and what an amazing resource you've given. So we'll make sure to get those in the show notes for the listeners as well. This was not planned. This wasn't, <laughs> we did not no. rehearse this. We do not have, we are not prepared. So we will get the show notes in there for this. And, uh, and be sure to share this powerful, powerful information and resource for all of you listening that helped Andrea. Um, and, and here they are today thriving, which is just amazing. And, and so I celebrate you uh, for the hard work, right? Sometimes it's easier just to go, but I celebrate you for the hard work and, uh, and being invincible, for God's sakes, that is invincible. <laughs> Like for real, you guys had a lot of stuff and you personally and, and you guys together and this, you guys, this is what it's about right here is that it is not pretty. It is not perfect. Sometimes it is messier than you ever can imagine, but you can still do it. You still can do it. If you get knocked down, you get yourself back up. Remember, right? When the bell rings, you go back in to the next round and you fight and you fight and you fight. You fight for your dreams. You fight for your family. You fight for your freedom, whatever it is that you're fighting for. But every time you get knocked down, get back up. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, this has been a more even amazing than I had imagined today. Uh, I know we've touched so many hearts and, and really talked about the real things that are going on right now. And I appreciate you so much. I want to ask you this one question before we say goodbye. If you will finish this sentence for me, the world would be a better place if more people knew blank. Mm. I think the world would be a better place if more people knew how to receive knew how to really open their hearts and let all of the goodness that is trying to come to them in, like really just allow it, surrender. Oh, that is so beautiful and powerful. Oh my gosh. Well, if you're listening here with us today and you are face down on the ground right now, get up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Definitely. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.